Hello, welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm your host today, Austin Williams. By no agenda or intentional uh, meaning, we're going to be continuing on a similar thread of last week and uh, doing kind of more of a jazz thing. If this isn't your forte or your first cup of tea, don't worry, we'll be back to our regular programming next week with some very interesting interviews. Um, but it is the centennial of Mr. Charles Mingus's birthday, and Charles Mingus is a huge influence on myself and my music, uh, be it through jazz or any other means. Um, and I wanted to really, you know, or I wanted to feature this album of him just sitting down at a piano and playing because I think it shows a different side of his musicianship and him uh, and his uh, just ability rather than him playing in a bass in a big band or in a combo um that first track we just heard was myself when i am real um a lot of these tracks are like i just mentioned him just sitting down and a session kind of going on so we're just gonna be going through this entire album today if you're familiar with it um stick around um you know how wonderful it is if you're not i you know, look forward to you enjoying it for the first time. So the for the next two tracks um, we'll play back to back are I Can't Get Started and then uh, Body and Soul, which is a very famous uh, jazz standard. So without further speaking, here are those uh, by Mr. Mingus himself. Thank you. 
Those two tracks were I Can't Get Started and The Jazz Standard Body and Soul. They were very much played in the more or less traditional way of a you know solo jazz pianist. What I maybe didn't mention about the first track, Myself When I'm Real, is that you can really hear the influence of the 20th century impressionist W.C. Ravel, and it's pretty well documented that he uh, was a large you know fan of that. Um, kind of similar to like Ellington and other jazz pianists of that era, they were you know codifying and creating this music uh, on their own. So they were looking to available inspiration and uh, those names definitely come up a lot. Um, Because those were more or less jazz standards, I just wanted to read this excerpt out of um, the biography uh, Beneath the Underdog, which if you have not read, highly recommend. Um, It's uncanny, but also incredibly, uh, you know, true to... um, his experience as a musician and what that was like. Um, This passage I'm about to read uh, talks about his experience with Art Tatum, but what I think is to highlight actually is kind of talks about his ability uh, on the piano a little bit and him starting to work with the piano. Uh, The rehearsals continued for several hours a day for many weeks. Sometimes they went on playing together all afternoon, whatever came into their hands. Come on, son. At least we can play some kicks. I don't believe Whitney can stop us from that. Got the change I showed you in D Natural on Night and Day? Yeah, Art, I got them on piano. Dig, go on. Hey, watch out there, boy. You stealing my stuff, uh, Art. What can I say? There's Jesus, Buddha, Moses, Duke, Bird, and Art. Wait a minute, son. You added an E-flat on that A-flat chord that descends chromatically. Now, Buddha wouldn't have done that. Just A-flat and G-flat in the left hand. See? B natural, D natural, F sharp on top. It's pure sun, pure beauty. That E flat doesn't go there. That goes in another kind of composition. It's just kind of like rapport and anecdotes that I love to see because you just you kind of see how the sausage is made a little bit and kind of fun. So moving on, we're going to be listening to two more tunes. Uh, Roland Kirk's message followed by Memories of You. Enjoy. Thank you. 
only thing I should improvise, man. It's not like sitting at home, I can tell you that. It's not like playing at home by yourself. Well, what can we do for you? <laughs>
I love that little bit of dialogue you get at the end of uh, Roland Kirk's message where Mangus is expressing his disdain for playing in the studio. Uh, and it's uh, you hear so many anecdotes about this uh, guy just being kind of a, a wild dude, but you definitely, I've heard multiple stories of his, uh, he, he loved kind of bringing musicians into his own domain or his own home and working with them there rather than going to a studio or getting into like, I guess the, the professional setting, quote unquote, and being more of an intimate space. Uh, and that's again, something you can read more about in that biography I mentioned, uh, beneath the underdog, uh, it goes into some detail about his experience working with other musicians. Uh, for example, he never really learned how to read music. I'm sure he could at some point, but he, for the most part taught members of his big band, um, all the parts by ear. So he'd invite them over, play them for him on piano, bass, whatever have you. And, um, they would kind of jam on it for a bit and then that would be kind of the the part that they would play. So then that kind of mentality or role, I, th- I think just heavily influenced like modern jazz in general um, and brought a lot of different uh, mentality out of like the swing era um, kind of post-bop kind of thing going on. And then, you know, then you got Mingus who's bringing in this element of like true improvisation based on motif and you're not reading off of a strict chart in front of you so all right moving forward the next two tracks on the album we got she's just miss popular hybrid and i'm sorry yeah popular hybrid and orange was the color of her dress then silk blues enjoy
I just want to read one more quote from this uh, biography that kind of describes how commonplace or the relationship of these early 20th century Impressionist compositions uh, played on Mingus and his um, music. The door to his apartment opened, and the scent of his Indian incense and rich perfume streamed towards the angry outdoors and seemed to say, silence, you fools. This is a night for love. The deep strains of Debussy's images filled the air. Donna could have chosen any music to play, but she had instinctively found his soul. He looked back at Bess's tearful face, and Jake, grim and sad, and he felt superior. Never could a woman like Bess know how to set an ancient scene for love with music and frankincense, as Donna was doing. A large part of this biography is also Mingus's relationship with women and how he kind of navigates that throughout his life. And it's not always good. Sometimes it's um, kind of abrasive, and sometimes it's very endearing. So, but always in the background, you. It's always about the music. It's always about his career. It's always about him navigating how to be um, the best musician or the musician that he wants to be. So uh, we're almost getting to the end of the album here. We got two more tracks for you. Uh, Meditations for Moses and Old Portrait coming up. Thanks. Thank you. 
We had kind of a rhythmic one there, which was the Meditations for Moses, and then a more somber and subdued one, the Old Portrait. Again, the whole purpose of this was mainly to highlight the influences that might not be immediately apparent with um, Mr. Mangus's music, where he was very heavily influenced by, you know, the, the early impressionists of W.C. Ravel and other, you know, modern composers of that time. Um, I don't believe uh, it was said verbatim, but he took lessons from the um, principal basis of New York Phil for a long time. So it wouldn't surprise me if he had a relationship with Bernstein in some capacity or, you know, obviously knew of him. Um you know, there's this one quote that I, you know, just could not find in the biography that I really wanted to highlight. And if someone knows it or can find it, I would honestly just love to hear it. Um, but it, it was something along the lines, um, you know, Mingus had just been like dissed by a girl or something. And then it describes him kind of playing piano into the night and how it was, you know, this, uh, it just, it, it just gives us like wonderful imagery of his process of playing you know, piano by himself in a very intimate space and in a very vulnerable setting at the same time. Sorry, I couldn't find that to share with you. I promise I scoured the book and this hasn't been made into a PDF yet, so it made it a little bit more difficult. But um, but that's that. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Um, again, it's the centennial of uh, Charles Mangus, so go out there and give this album a listen all the way through without me interrupting. It's quite lovely um i also encourage you to check out all of his other music if you haven't um it's all available on streaming platforms and wherever you listen to music so um we're gonna send you out with one more tune uh i'm getting sentimental over you lovely nice uh, ballad type to wrap it up before we do that uh relevant tones is a product of access contemporary music Be sure to check out more at acmusic.org. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks.